What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Hope you guys are doing well today. It's been an interesting week of examination and exploration and research, and I found another really interesting case that I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, this particular case is uh, has a lot of characteristics to it. It has underground sea bases. It has humans from all all uh, aspects of time encased in ice uh, enclosures uh, within the base, and it has uh, predictions about humans' future within it as well. So let's dive in, <laughs> literally and figuratively, into the waters of this UFO story. So the story starts with a woman by the name of Betty Andreessen. So don't let it get confused because a lot of these names have revolved around ufology for a while. Um, and we think we know everything about the story, but hold tight because there's a lot of information in this one and we'll get to it. So Betty, this poor woman, has been abducted her entire life from childhood all the way up to current day. And multiple abductions have shown her different aspects of the UFO phenomenon, from them uh, abducting individuals, um, abducting individuals and keeping them <laughs> as whatever, I, I'm not sure. I, I, it's, it's up to your interpretation as to what these humans who are encased in enclosures are, but there's a picture on this website that pretty much describes it in perfect detail. Um, each individual in this uh, base was encapsulated in a uh, tall, uh, cylindrical um, ice sickle. So they were basically like a human popsicle um, to be shown off. And all these individuals were throughout, uh, I guess, abducted throughout time, um, as she describes it as these individuals being uh, in a museum of time. So we'll get to that in just a second. I just want to give you a little bit of background about Betty. Um, she's considered to be one of the most unique and important abductees of all time um, because she's had so many. She's reported her um, abduction events to MUFON. MUFON's done a lot of research. Um, she's worked with Dr. Raymond Fowler. Uh, who's used hypnotic regression to unlock a lifetime of abduction experiences. And these sessions would take place in phases that would last from the late 1970s into the mid-1990s. The case is also intriguing because it blurs heavily into the territory of faith and perception, as uh, Betty believes that a lot of these aliens are connected with Jesus Christ, um, and uh, they... They're religious, so uh, so let's take a look. You know, regardless of you know your your faith and beliefs, 
let's look at this scientifically. So, um, because these bizarre events were so, so unnerving to her, I think, you know, trying to figure out how they, how they play out into reality, into, into, you know, our understanding of reality can be confusing, I think. So people try to make sense of this kind of stuff. Um, so let's move forward. Um, she's been abducted with her father. She's been abducted with her husbands. She's had multiple husbands with which she's been abducted, her first and second. I mean, it's crazy, right? I mean, jeez. I mean, to be abducted with one husband, but both husbands? I mean, it starts to become a difficult dating world out there, I think, uh, once you've been abducted so many times. Um, so to further the point, let's move forward. In 67, Betty was driving along with her parents and seven children, so holy smokes, that must have been a big car, uh, when absolute darkness took hold of them. Within a matter of seconds, a strange glow shined through the windows, and it turned a warm orange color as it illuminated the inside of their property. Uh, she would later describe the scene as if someone had put them in a vacuum as if time were standing still. Now this is really interesting because I've had multiple dreams about myself being uh, abducted where my parents were in the living room and they were frozen standing still. I'm not saying I was abducted necessarily, but I've had multiple dreams like that. So I understand kind of where she's coming from. Um, I personally am a bit scared to go into hypnotic regression. I almost, I want to know the truth, but I almost don't want to know the truth at the same time. Um, sometimes it's better to live in, in ignorant bliss, right? So moving forward with her story, uh, she states that um, her father moved towards the window to get a better view. He could make out several humanoid creatures that were approaching out of the lights Betty's father appeared to go into a trance-like state of suspended animation. He could not remember anything of the encounter. Suddenly, these five humanoids came through the wall into Andreessen's home, and Betty would describe the, them passing through the walls as if they faded in and out of existence, going back to you know, Isaac Asimov's theory of you know, uh, higher technology appearing as magic, right? So it's pretty obvious what happened there. Um, all, all of those that were in the house, aside from Betty, were placed into the same kind of suspended animation. Um, and then they asked them, her, her to join them outside. So she went outside and they were able to recall this event through hypnotic regression. Now, on board, she found out some more information. She found out that uh, one of the visitors would remain behind to guard the house. Uh, and the remaining fa family members of Andreessen's family. Um, Betty floated through the solid wood kitchen door um, as she followed her otherworldly guests. This is interesting because I've had my own um, abduction uh, event happen where I was able to uh, fly through the door of my grandparents' house um, from my understanding uh, so this is really interesting to me, personally. Um, she floated on board to an oval-shaped craft, and before she had time to fully take in her surroundings, she could feel the momentum shift as the craft raced upwards towards the sky. So 
what's really interesting here is that she describes various procedures and examinations taking place before entering a tank of liquid. Now, a couple podcasts ago, I talked about another individual who stated he was placed into a, uh, a bowl of kind of jelly, um, a large bowl that could encase, you know, multiple humans, where there were multiple humans in this bowl. Um, she states that she was also given a strange liquid to drink and that it would have a tranquilizing effect. The next thing she knew, she found herself floating towards another chamber, and a chorus of strange voices met her, telling her to choose, uh, telling her of their choosing her to show something important to the world. So they chose her specifically to to tell the world something special. So this is something that we hear a lot with abductions: is that aliens particularly choose individuals for a specific reason. Um, so later on and following this, Betty found herself back at home, um, but not understanding how she got there. But she was able to see her families being placed back into the home as they were still in their hypnotic trance. These humanoids told Betty that they were here to help humanity, um, but that hum humans would fear them. Uh, Betty also stated that these creatures were not bound by time. That's really interesting. There's two really interesting parts right here, and then we'll get onto some deeper stuff. One is that they're not bound by time. Two is that she states that man is not made of just flesh and blood, meaning what? That we're made of more, made of energy, made of spiritual energy, you know, these things that we're kind of accustomed to hearing and kind of accustomed to having in our psyche. Um, but what's interesting is that they're not bound by time. Now, what's interesting is in a later abduction um, from, by another individual um, who went into an underground, uh, underwater base, uh, states that these aliens gave him uh, knowledge of the future, predictive events that were to come um, back in 79. Uh, I'll get to that story either in this podcast or the next but they gave him about five really important stories about the Gulf War that was going to occur in, in 90, um, about a couple of assassination attempts, um, and other really pertinent um, uh, pieces of information, an earthquake in California, um, and a few others. So these aliens, they, they not only are living, but they're also able to predict future occurrences um, from happening. Now you would think, okay, maybe they can predict the... Uh, an earthquake because they have higher technology and are able to sense that kind of thing in the Earth's crust. But how can you predict an assassination attempt? How do you know that's going to happen? Are they engaged in performing the attempt? Are they engaged in going to war? Are they are they manipulating our leaders into these events? That's the real question. Because if they can predict it, they could stop it. If they can predict it, they, they, can, they may be knowing that they're going to do it in this particular year. And if they are indeed knowing that they're going to do it in that particular year, then they are able to predict the future because there's a specific reason that they would do it in that year. See where I'm getting at? So it becomes very fascinating. <clears throat> so nonetheless, let's go back to Betty's story. Um <clears throat> So it wasn't until a decade later that Betty would recall the events of that evening with the help of Dr. Raymond Fowler. So with his help, they were able to do their first set of hypnotic regressions that would take 
place over a 12-month period between January 77 and January 78. So she would continue to undergo these sessions all the way until 1990s um, and continue to reveal the knowledge that she was able to uh, obtain through these these events. Um, so let's move forward here. Uh, she talks about going into an underground base in the water where she saw, quote-unquote, a museum of time. So this is really interesting. So what happens is, is that in this particular abduction event, she found herself on a bizarre wheel made of a rubber-like substance. I've never heard anything like this before. The craft entered a body of water. She didn't know where and would emerge in an underground base. Betty would recall going through a museum of time with different versions of humans throughout history on show in glass-like containers. Also during this encounter, she was uh, caused to have an out-of-body experience. Now this is really fascinating. We're getting a lot of information here. An out-of-body experience in which she would enter a world of light, quote-unquote, a world of light. She would describe this encounter as one of feeling at oneness with all things. Okay, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. One, underground base underneath the water, submerged underneath the sea, right? Two, we have the Museum of Time, where all these individuals are encased in a glass-like, ice-like uh, tube, and then three, she had a, she had entered a world of light in an out-of-body experience where she felt oneness with all things, which is what so many near-death experiencers experience during their near-death experiences. So this is just really fascinating, and it just kind of it, it, it rolls a lot of different pieces of the metaphysical uh, realm into one story. So really fascinating here. Moving forward. Um, they continue to talk about um, increasingly intrusive incidents. Uh, as the decades moved forward, uh, she continued to find strange entities in her bedroom, um, which would accompany very trying events in her life. Uh, so these individuals would continue to abduct her, causing problems with her marriage um, that had her first marriage end in divorce. Two years later, in 77, she was warned that two of her sons would meet an untimely end, and a short while later, both were killed in a car accident. So, I mean, it's like, these these aliens know what's going to happen. They could have stopped it. They didn't. Not blaming them. Just saying. Could have done it. She would also undergo several out-of-body experiences. Uh, one particular time in 78, she even experienced a shared encounter with her second husband, uh, Bob, and they found themselves uh, in a large, round, underground, no, a large, round alien facility. Didn't say underground, just a large, round alien facility. They witnessed a bizarre and advanced operation taking place on three of their family members, meaning they, too, were subject to abduction. So not just Betty and her husband, but multiple different uh, family members were being abducted, uh, you know, 
talking to the high correlation of bloodline abductees. Uh, you know, your entire bloodline seems to be abducted. Um, and the last point that uh, they make here is that uh, many abduction cases not only reveal a long history of the subject, but often their family members sharing these encounters. There was also increasing signs of implants implants inside their bodies. Uh, they had scoop marks um, in their in their bodies, which looked like biopsy tests. Like back in the day, they used to scoop out your arm and uh, you know take a sample. That's how they used to do it. They don't really do that anymore. Um, so, what's really interesting is that she has all these encounters, um, and she has that out-of-body experience. Now, typically with out-of-body experiences, you have a lot of uh, individuals who have encounters with beings of light, uh, you know, an individual who looks like Jesus, uh, or maybe a spiritual guide. So she has not only the alien experience, but also this out-of-body experience where she went into another realm. Could it be that she was so terrified that she actually had an out-of-body experience and went to another realm while she was being abducted? leading to all this confusion about whether these aliens were part of, you know, another realm and of Jesus' time period, or Jesus' uh, dimension, or, you know, what is going on here? It's really, it's really interesting. She feels like some of these gray humanoids were messengers of the Lord. So that's really interesting, and I can't I can't argue with her um, because I didn't have her experience, so I can't speak to what she she's stating. Um, she's one of the only people that have said that, um, so that's that's an interesting aspect. Um, in my in my understanding and my reading is that you know the the next level heaven you know the next level of of consciousness whatever that is the next dimension we transcend to after death seems to be separate from aliens, um, that aliens are in this third dimensional um, realm that we live in, but yet she believes that they're kind of one and the same. So that's kind of interesting. Um, so a few different books have come out about this story. Um, she continues to have a strong faith to this very day. Um, she continues to have abductions and continues to have uh, issues with her family members as well as um, other family members being abducted. So, to wrap this one up, uh, you know, there's so many interesting factors. One, you have the, the underground base, the underwater, I should say. There's many underground bases that we know of, but this is an underwater base that she's been to multiple times. She had an out-of-body experience where she went to a world of light. She saw many family members be abducted at the same time. She was told that she was chosen and that they were going to show her uh, many different things about the world and predictive events. Um, you know, we know that she has bloodline connections to abductees. Um, she's been abducted her entire life. Um, so, you know, and then they gave her, like I said, the predictions about her son, uh, sons being uh, killed at an early age. So all of this information is just really, really fascinating, and just it just goes to show you that there's so much out there that we don't understand yet. Um, we're starting to learn that these aliens are predictive, that they're able to predict the future, uh, yet they don't stop some of these horrible things from happening because maybe they're meant to happen. Um, and 
you know, what's interesting is that, you know, if they're meant to happen, why are they telling her about it? Like, you know, are they helping her by telling her about that? You know, to to save the time, to, 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 to take more time with her sons, to to value the time and make it more precious? Or is it for some other reason, you know? It's just really interesting to think about. Anyway, guys, a uh, lot of information unpacked there. There's tons of information out there on the web. Feel free to check it out. Um, it's just another interesting case. I got another interesting case about an underwater base uh, coming up in the next podcast, I believe. So uh, look out for that one um, as it mirrors some of the aspects of Betty's and is different in other aspects. So take a look for that one. So... Hopefully you guys are taking care of your physical, spiritual, and emotional health, following through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams, and as always, continuing to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves, and Lockdown Universe is out.